0: Privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop. Opt out.
3: You're listening to the X Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com. fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell.
4: You can light up
3: coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address, xzone at talkstarradio.com. On MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com. And our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and xzone TV.com. My guest this hour is uh, still Carol Dennis. <coughs> and Carol is a nationally known psychic consultant with over eighteen years professional experience. She is also a colorologist, researcher, and lecturer, and has authored several nonfiction works on a variety of subjects. Carol is clairvoyant, clear audience, clear sentient, and as a form of remote viewing, she specializes in life color readings in which she employs the principles of color to obtain information similar to astrology reading. She offers life color compatibility readings to her, to aid her clients in understanding their relationships. Now, she offers readings in person in Safety Harbor, Florida, over the telephone and via live video on the Internet. And her website is www.rainbowsunlimited.com. Dot and, Carol, great having you with us. Thanks for uh, being with us this uh, extended segment.
1: Well, thank you for the opportunity. Now, Carol... Um, Can I continue with the symptoms? Yes, please do. Twins? Yeah. That would be good. You, okay. You're oh, a please.
3: psychic. You knew what I was going to ask
1: you. <laughs> okay. So there's um, other twins in the family. would also mm-hmm. be a sign of the vanishing twin phenomenon. Um, and a fascination with mirrors. Unexplained feelings of incompleteness, loneliness, responsibility, and guilt. An imaginary friend. Um, feeling like something is missing. Uh, multiple personality disorder is probably part of this. Hearing voices is part of, is for people this. Some people are, like myself, um, is a part of this. Uh, a fascination with shimmery fabric, because um, it's, it's like seeing your twin through the shimmery to the placenta kind of a, a shimmery thing and so there can be a, a fascination with shimmering things sexual identity issues they're searching for the other half I've interviewed so many people who um, you know they, they're, they're searching for the other part of themselves and they, they think they can fill that hole with a mate and so they get involved in a relationship and no that doesn't fill the hole they, they, don't, they don't understand what they're looking for so often they don't know that they were twins and so they just got this thing going on in their life and so they, they, they. Okay, that's not it. Well, maybe I'm gay. So then they explore that, and no, that's not it. And they, just just confusion. They don't understand. So they're trying to fill that hole. They're trying to, to, um, um, uh, to, to find that other half of themselves. Um, oh, I mentioned hearing voices. Mm-hmm. Fea- uh, a fear of sudden loss. Difficulty sleeping alone. They must touch their mate when they're or whoever they're in bed with. They have to touch them because they're afraid they're going to lose. They're going to go away in their sleep, and so they they want to touch the person. Um, Very often, they just have this knowing that they were a twin. I've always felt like I was a twin. I've always been fascinated by twins, and a fascination or obsession with twins just in general.
4: All right, hold on to that thought. We've got
3: to take our first two-minute commercial break. Carol Dennis is our special guest, Nation. Very interesting lady. She's done a heck of a lot of research, and a job well done. www.rainbowsunlimited.com Carol Dennis and I will return on the other side of this two-minute commercial break as the exome continues live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Don't go away. I can special guest this hour www.rainbowsunlimited.com and uh, we're talking about the vanishing twin phenomenon um carol are are there more um signs and symptoms and similarities
4: carol are you there
1: yes i'm here oh there you are okay um that's pretty much the basic list and um you know, they don't, and not all twins have all those symptoms, but um, I'd be willing to bet that people that are listening to this right now are going, wow, that sounds like me. Yeah. Let's
3: go to our telephones. We have Kathy in Ottawa listening to us on AM580. CFRA would like to join the conversation. Hi, Kathy. Hey, evening, Love. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, sweetie. What's new with you? Pardon? How are you doing?
4: Just fine, thank you. Excellent. Carol, uh, I wanted Marianne. to tell your guest I was a twin at birth. I made two pounds two ounces, and I'm, all, I'm blind, and I have cerebral palsy as well. Was Carol, you, did you hear that?
1: I did. <clears throat> was there was there ever any conversation that you might have been a twin? She was
3: a twin. Oh, she was a twin.
1: Oh, yes. I and right. I, uh, my twin died, okay. and I made two pounds two ounces. If you, you might want to go to my website, and um, uh, there's a vanishing twin page. and There's lots of information. Um, about the about twins and the 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 surviving twin, what they experience physically and emotionally, and so forth. And then at the bottom of the page there's a link to my e-group and to be able to have somebody that you can talk to about this stuff that uh, that understands. There's 450 of us, and, and I'm not able to hear her, Rob.
3: Yeah, we we know we're having a. Um what, she, what she's suggesting, Kathy, is that you go to her website. And I know that you're visually impaired.
4: I don't have a website. <laughs> oh. No. Okay.
3: Yeah. So.
4: Um, it's I, just that I'm
1: very interested because I have a brother with cerebral palsy as well.
3: Was he a twin, uh, Kathy?
1: No, I was. Well, he could have very well been too, because very often twins run in families. It doesn't mm-hmm. always. But how it, it? They used to say that the. the Twins run in the mother's side of the family. Right. But we found that that's not really true. Fraternal twins are um, are genetic. They they you know they do tend to run in families. Identical twins are random. Um, but if there's one set of twins in the family, it means the mother is a multiple ovulator, and so she very likely could have had other twins as well, and they just didn't, you know, they, there was just never any notice of it.
3: All right, Kath, thanks very much for giving us a call tonight. If you'd like to give us a call and speak to my special guest this hour, Carol Dennis, our toll-free number is one well, 877 that is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one 877 or you can send an MSN message to me at star radio at hotmail.com like night angel just did and this question is from Night angel uh, on MSN to Carol uh, if a person who was born a twin but one died can the living person feel like one person is living like one person is living is for two instead of one
1: absolutely that is extremely common and that's it's like they're where they're living vicariously, the one mm-hmm. is living vicariously through the, the one that survived. And it, um, the, the, that story is very, very consistent.
3: It must be very uh, difficult for someone who is living like that if they don't know what is going on.
1: It is. It's so traumatic that the, the stories on the e group are fascinating how, how it affects them, how all the different things that their whole life is just. It's Relationships may, are the most difficult because, like I was saying before, you, you're trying to fill that hole, and you mm-hmm. think a mate does that. that you, you think that, that, that that's why I'm, I don't feel complete. I need a mate. And then when they realize that that's not the answer, then they're so confused, and then they add just another layer of confusion on it.
4: But
3: how does a person know if they were a twin or not?
1: The easiest way is the mother is alive to ask her if she bled during the pregnancy, and and she said, oh, may I just spotted a little bit in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it. that's that's when it happened. Um, the, so that's the the most cons- easy the easiest way to do it is ask the mother if she if she's alive. Or she may say, well, I don't remember I mean, the bleeding, and, and but I had a difficult pregnancy. They, a lot okay. of times in the old days, that's what they would just refer to it as a difficult pregnancy. And so that, that's a, 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 really good way. And then again, the syllable palsy, mm-hmm. um, excess fingers or toes, or the midline, um, issues. There are people that actually have two different types of blood in their body. Chimeras, they're called. And they have actually two different, two different kinds of, of blood. And then some twins, mirror identical twins, their organs are on the opposite side of their body. I have a cousin like that. They never—they never knew that—that that, um, they knew she was supposed to have been a twin, but um, when they, she had a pain in her stomach, and they didn't know what in her belly, and they didn't know what it was. So they went in to to do exploratory surgery and realized that all of her organs were on the opposite side of her body.
4: Holy cow!
1: So it's very important that surviving twins are aware that they were a twin. And the problem with this is that the doctors just blow them off. They, they, they'll say to them, well, just be thankful you don't have twins. Again, forget it. Just don't worry about it. Just go on with your life, you know? And they just blow these women off. The women are, uh, the mothers are, they're grieving. Their ch- child has been lost, but That's the right. doctors just blow them off, so just don't worry about it, you know? And so they don't ever think that it's important to tell the surviving twin. And so, and very and often, like I said, they don't even know that they're pregnant with twins. So. Um, it, it, it's a it's a really difficult situation, but what it, what I found is that once people get it, once it's it, something happens in in the, along their life, you know, like they find a teratoma tumor, or they, um, you know, their life, their psychologically, their lives are so mixed up, they end up at a at a psychologist, and maybe she heard about that, and and um, and you know, then presents the idea, and they that's the answer. Uh, they're it's, um, it's, it's just such a fascinating subject and it's just it so is. it's just not discussed enough in the medical profession they, they just blow these women off and um, it's very very sad that the, the, the surviving twin doesn't know when they do know it's such a different experience for them their lives are so different
3: why doesn't the medical community pay more attention to this uh,
1: phenomenon I think because it happens so frequently and before, like I said, before they didn't even know it was happening. Right. Where they could start doing these transvaginal ultrasounds very early in the pregnancy, and they started. Plus, the other thing about this is they started doing all the in vitro and doing uh, creating so many more twins. So that is also creating more issues. You know, there's a lot of. You know, all the twins being born to all the movie stars. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of in vitro going on out in California, and um, so the, all these issues are going to be so much more magnified for all those twins that that because they they put usually they do several eggs, you know, and maybe maybe two survive or maybe one, but the, this whole vanishing twin thing is gets wrapped up into that. It's it's a, it's, a, it's it's just fascinating to me all the variations on this, on psychologically as well as physically. So it's very important that the that the surviving twin knows that they were a twin, and so that it can help them to deal with it um, early in life.
3: Tell me, where does genetics come into play?
1: Well, twins, twins do run in fam; tend to run in families, and so very often, if there's twins earlier, you know, in, in earlier generations, then there are later as well. And um, and and in those families where there's twins, there's probably many more multiples than were ever recognized. Mm-hmm.
3: does the does the twin who has passed always maintain or connect as a, a spirit and do are most twins psychic
1: most twins are psychic um, the um, they just with one another one twin, if both of them are born and in and, and, and the family you know and they, mm-hmm. and they do they do come to term and everything Dave twins are usually very psychic especially if they're identical Um, but I think that there's just this bond there you know there's some sort of an agreement I think before they before they come in and and they agree to stay together and I just think it's I I think that bond continues
3: continues to the other side
1: yeah yeah I've just seen it so much I've been researching this since the early 90s and I've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people because in these in these um, when I traveled and when I lived in the motorhome and traveled I had a sign that said could you be a could, vanishing twin phenomenon could you be a twin and then I had these symptoms on this sign and people would come up and talk to me they'd look at the sign and they'd they'd and get big as saucers and they'd go oh my god that's me what are you talking about what is that and so just that recognition of this the the, um, the possibility would just open up a whole new world for them and uh, it's um, and, and again, like I said, it, it's so prevalent that we just never realized how much it really is happening.
3: Now, what's the connection between the vanishing twin phenomenon and these millennium children that you first wrote about in 1995?
1: Well, when I was doing the research project with the the, the hypnotherapist, um, we, you know, we 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 called these these, these people. Um, the prodigies and they called it extraterrestrial telepathic intelligence phenomenon and as I traveled around the country um, we, well first of all we found in that r- initial thing we found that so many of those people were twins were supposed to have been twins or had, had a lot of twins in their family mm-hmm. and so as I lectured on that work that, that the research project that we did and on the twins more, people just kept telling me these stories and they would tell me about these kids and um i filled a whole book full of these kids um and so many of them were twins um it was just part of the whole experience and we called them in our book we called them the millennium children and uh it was before the indigo the book the indigo children came out Mm -hmm. and that whole concept was even made public i was talking about it all over the country for years and people are going, God, you, you know more about this than anybody, and it's so prevalent. you need to talk to, you need to tell us about it, you need to you need to write a book about it.
3: Well, let's talk more about this when I come back from the news at the bottom of the hour. Carol Dennis is our special guest. Her website is www.rainbowsunlimited.com. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon Live Enter on the World on the Talk Star Radio Network. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. It's
0: Drum roll, please. You're about to make one of the smartest decisions of your life. You're going to get your degree online. It's a fact. People with a degree, on average, make a million dollars more in a lifetime. But where are you going to go to school? There are hundreds of online colleges and universities and thousands of programs to choose from. No worries. Cue the music. Introducing Education Connection. This amazing free service will help you find the right school for you. For free, every day, Education Connect. Geico
3: asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help
0: Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, stop, stop. ...matches students to schools that are perfect for them. Not sure about what to study? Log on to 9educationmatching.com and get a free personality test that can help match you to the right career. This is a $75 value, but it's yours free. So take a minute and go online and learn more about your favorite subject, you. Get a free personality test, a $75 value at 9educationmatching.com. The number 9educationmatching.com. That's 9educationmatching.com.
3: Amethyst works with your guides, angels, and spirit animals to assist you in catalyzing your inner healer, clearing your psychic and spiritual debris, integrating your lost soul parts, illuminating your journey, energizing your spirit, opening your psychic senses, exercising your multidimensional gifts, activating your purpose, empowering your soul, validating your experiences, navigating life's transitions, guiding your process. Awakening your spiritual essence, balancing your energies, tapping into the creative flow, realizing your dreams, visioning your destiny, dreaming your world into being, being who you really are. Amethyst is an Exon iPod partner and can be visited online at www.answersfromyourangels.com or from your Exon iPod by touching the Angels widget. On the main screen, Amethyst. www.answersfromyourangels.com You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network. Visit us online at www.xzone-radio.com The number of twins born in the United States has risen every year in the past decade, according to the CDC National Vital Statistics Report. There were 50,375 pairs of twins born in 1996. By 2002, that number had reached 125,134. Women who became pregnant commonly have a 1 in 80 chance of giving birth to a pair of babies instead of just one. Just uh, being a twin gives each baby an automatic bit of prominence. Some of these baby pairs have uh, taken that fame several steps further. And uh, we're going to take a look at some of the twins that who have made it, so to speak. We have Ann Landers and Abigail Van Buren. Kate, uh, Mary-Kate Olson, and Ashley Olson. Uh, let me see. Who else did we find out over here? Uh, come on, come on, come on, come uh, on. Let me see. Uh, Jacob and Esau. Uh, Kevin and Corey Little. The Weasley twins. Uh, da, 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 Oliver and James Phelps. The Minnesota twins. Da, 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 the Brothers Gibb, the Bee Gees. Uh, the Bobsy Twins and Remus and Romulus uh, going back into legends and myths. There you go. Twins. Now, we're talking about living twins in this top ten, but the twins that we're talking about with our very special guest, Carol Dennis, are vanishing twins. And, uh, Carol, thanks very much for joining us again. And um, what if our listeners would like to know if... There is a connection between the vanishing twin phenomenon and the vanishing twin phenomenon in alien abductions.
1: Yes. I don't believe that all of the twins that um, that are missing are abducted, but I do think that that's part of it. Because when, when we did that original research, mm-hmm. there was definitely... Um, people who had abduction kinds of experiences in their life. So I think that, you know, it's very logical that, you know, we use twins in experimental situations. And if there are extraterrestrials who are visiting the, this planet, it would only be logical they would use twins as well. They'd have one to work on and one to use as a control. Makes sense. So I, I have, the stories are many, many, many <laughs> of people who have had this experience and who have seen
3: UFOs. All right, before we went to the break, we were talking about millennium, millennium children, or what they are called today are indigo children. And what, what was the factor that tuned you into these, these, these new children or these, these millennial children?
1: Well, it was the, the the research that we did, and when um, originally in 90, when we discovered the vanishing twin phenomenon, we discovered it among these people um, who were well, millennium children, but mm-hmm. my husband and I finally called it up with millennium children, and um, there was a direct correlation. There, the, the, the millennium children were very often twins. They weren't always twins, but but it was there was always a there was almost always some sort of a twin connection there were twins in their family There were supposed to have been twins and only one was born it was, there was just a, a, uh, a very consistent thing in there and these kids are called all different things today they're called the children of the blue-ray star children crystal children rainbow children there are a lot of labels that are being put on these kids and um, and which I don't find terribly um, comforting because some of and I've heard I've heard mothers say, "Well, my children, my daughter is a, a rainbow child. She's not just an indigo child." And and this, all this comparison thing, my kids smarter Gosh. than your kids, <laughs> going on. But these kids are just just so amazing. Um, they they want to go through some of the some of the yes, characteristics please. of Yes, please. Yeah,
4: let's do that.
1: Okay. Um, they walk and talk early, very early or very late. Um, uh, Joseph Chilton Pierce. Um, the Magical Child and many other books, and he noticed that, that many of the, the kids today have expanded frontal lobes. Their forehead is bigger, and if you'll notice, kids and today they very often their their forehead is much more prominent than than other kids. Um, very often they they want to be vegetarians because they can quote hear the meat scream. I heard a little kid told one one told me that one time. Um, they're very hypersensitive. Um, uh, all their senses are hyper to sound, to fabric, to labels in their shirt, uh, to chemicals, detergents. Very often they have allergies. Um, they, very often they react to, very badly, to vaccines because they're just so hypersensitive. Um, they have, some of them have super strength. Um, one little boy, two years old, he lifted a car off of himself um, when he, car, he was run over by a car. Um, the uh, very often they see beyond the normal visible light spectrum, which means they see auras, um, ghosts, and fairies, and they have imaginary friends. Um, they they're very often psychic, predicting the future. Very often it's the future of um, like the death of a grandparent, and um, they you know that which really freaks them out because they 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 take responsibility for it. They feel like they they were responsible for it because they saw it ahead of time, but. Very often they're psychic. They're able to read minds. Um, one little boy, he could, um, he knew people's names. He could walk through a, a store and just yell out everybody's name as he walked by strangers walking through a grocery store. Another little boy could diagnose a car by just walking around the car. And he could point to the, the, he didn't even know what any of this was, he could just point to whatever part that was broken and his father would fix it. And he was always right. Um, very often they have the ability to heal. They just have nat- a natural ability. to. Just, they know they can put their hands out on, on their family and, and fix them. Um, they have pre-birth memories, you know, and where they were when, before they were mm-hmm. born. Very uh, often have out-of-body experiences where they remember past lives. I've had 16 different parents tell me directly that their child said the same exact line. I remember when I was big and you were little. 16 different people with the same exact line I, I remember
3: dangerous. when I remember you when I was big and you were little
1: yep I remember when I was big and you were little um, lots of past life stories many 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 of those um, they have a super intelligence um, they a lot of times will say they go to school at night they can invent things and fix things uh, one of the kids said his brains brains work differently where I come from. They get very bored with school because they're so smart and um, very often knowing more than the, the teacher and more, more than their parents. Um, extreme anger and frustration. One um, little kid said, this body is too little and I don't want to be here. <laughs> this, when, this, another little boy, when he got angry, um, he would um, like blow up things like light bulbs and a microwave ovens and um, anything electronic, computers. And they, a lot of them just can't even go even near computers because they just go all crazy. A telekinetic, mm-hmm. uh, being able to move their toys around, uh, running toys without batteries. Um, a very high vibrational frequency again interfering with radios and TVs and microwaves. Uh, very often they have ADD or hyperactivity or autistic because their frequency is so high. They're just they're they're just different. Um, exercise is really important for these kids and. Very often they, they talk about extraterrestrials. Um, my favorite story. You want to hear my favorite story? Sure. This little kid was three years old. Mm-hmm. His parents were college professors. The, this story was told to me by the therapist. Um, the mother and father didn't know what to do with this kid. He was predicting the future. He would who was on the phone when it rang. He was just doing all this stuff, and they didn't believe in any of this stuff. They, they were very left brain intellectuals, and this kid was freaking them out. And so you there? Yeah, I'm right here. Okay. And so they hurt they um uh the little kid they realized they needed to do something, so he found a therapist and so and when the ther the therapist was they were working with these millennium children, um, she uh when the minute he walked in the door, the kid looked at her and he goes, Uh oh, I met my match because he knew that she knew that he knew he you know, they could read each other's minds. Mhm. And so she began working with this little boy, and um, he was able to do all sorts of phenomena. Like he um, actually appeared and physically appeared in her daughter's shower. It manifested. He was able, actually able to, to teleport himself. He just did all sorts of things. And um, one day he said to his, uh, they were eating breakfast one day, and he said, uh, I would like to invite the, her over, the therapist, over for, for dinner and the father said, why is that? And he said, because I'd like some intelligent conversation at the dinner table. Mm. He's three years old now. So one day he says to the, um, the mother, he said, hey, Mom, remember that day that you and Dad were on vacation and um, and you saw that UFO? And the mother goes, what? <laughs> he could have never heard this story. These par- The parents, when they were... Um, before he was born, they were in a cabin in the woods and they saw this huge light came down out of the sky and landed in near their cabin. They, they looked at this and um, they never discussed it because it just totally freaked them out. He said, that was me coming to check you out to see if I wanted to come to you.
3: <laughs> so where did these children come from?
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> just an outrageous story. I, you know... Uh, all different places they have all different kinds of stories about where they come from sometimes there's E.T. stuff around it um, sometimes they're just super smart um, I think that what this is is this is the next evolution of human consciousness I think this is what our species is going to and um, these children are just here first they're here. these are the, the front runners what I realized in doing this research is these kids have always been coming in. They've, they've always been here. Our original research was, the youngest one was 17 and the oldest one was 72. And we're all ages. But in 1987, something happened. Something changed. And I've interviewed teachers, um, counselors, principals of schools, all, all sorts of people who work with a lot of children. And they, they tell me that 1987 was the year that something changed.
3: And All right, let's go to our phones. We have Lisa joining us now. Hi, Lisa. Hi. And what is your question for Carol, dear?
1: Well, actually, I have a psychic a, a question.
3: No psychic questions, honey. Oh. All right. Um,
1: well, if I. So, if if I asked her about someone, would she be a little. Tell me if that person's a, an ET, or is that not okay? No. No, I, do, I don't do that over the phone. Like this, in, the, in this kind of environment we have. If I do that in my private readings, I, I can work with you in those kind of questions.
3: Oh, okay. All right, thanks for calling, dear. All right, thanks. Bye-bye now. one toll free. No psychic questions tonight, gang. We're talking about vanishing twins indigo children we're talking about color readings no psychic questions now getting back to the indigo children where do they come from
1: um, i i don't know i guess it, i think it's just the next step of evolution of human consciousness i think it's just what what we're moving to i think it's the just just an evolutionary process,
3: but but this little guy said that he came down
1: yeah.
3: in a UFO to check his parents out.
1: Yeah, that's the only uh, the uh, I've had other ones who have had ET kinds of connections, but no one of Not that's the only one that's ever said anything quite like that.
4: Hmm.
1: Um, I think that there's some ET interaction. I absolutely, absolutely do, um, and I think that they're dealing with our DNA. I do. I I've just seen so I've just talked to so many people and heard so many stories in my years on the circuit. I went to so many UFO conferences and just and, and uh, um, you know when I talk to people who have had you know lifelong experiences, you know very often it comes back to the same the same symptoms I just mm-hmm. talked about. It's so important that the for these little kids that the parents acknowledge their reality, you know that they that they you know if, if a parent looks at the child with their eyes bugged out of their head when they've just told them that you know something psychic or that told them who's on the phone and, and they look shocked and horrified that's going to impact that child's response for the rest of their life. And so it's so important that parents acknowledge their, that their children say, okay just you know, you know acknowledge exactly. the imaginary friend or yeah. whatever it is the kid is doing.
3: Carol, stand by. You and I have to take our final break uh, for tonight. Carol Dennis is our special guest. www.rainbowsunlimited.com That's www.rainbowsunlimited.com When I come back from this commercial break, we'll take a look at uh, who is on with us tonight, and I'll tell you who's going to be on with us tomorrow night as the Exxon continues live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. that suddenly cut your income in half but not your bills it might have been an injury an illness or your boss just cutting back your hours it doesn't really matter how you got in over your head it only matters that you are and that we're here to help if you've got over ten thousand dollars in credit card debt and you can't ever see breaking free then call j warren financial and do it now Being in over your head is a vicious cycle. One day late, they charge you a late fee. Miss a payment, they double your rate. You just don't think it's fair, and neither do we. This is not bankruptcy or just a simple rate reduction plan. We fight for you using our proven experience and the insider programs the credit card companies try
0: to hide. If you have at least $10,000 in credit card debt, you owe it to yourself to call Jay Warren at 800-518-8624. Just because you're in over your head doesn't mean you need to stay there forever. Call 800-518-8624 today, and we can be on your side tomorrow. That's 800-518-8624. If you have ever
3: thought of owning your very own home-based or session-proof business that would require a low investment and financing, that would give you residual cash flow and growth, what you are about to hear is the key to your financial success. A tradia franchise is available for U.S. and Canadian markets today. Tradia is building the largest, most effective barter exchange system available in the world. Tradia provides a turnkey business opportunity that includes a complete and comprehensive training system, proven marketing materials, software, and database. Tradia is looking for a natural networking personality. You have to like talking with people at events and meeting new people on a daily basis. If you creatively think out of the box, have networking skills, the ability to follow instructions, have basic sales skills, and have a passion to build your very own business, join the Tradia family and build a Tradia franchise today. For more information on how you can become a Tradia franchisee, visit their website today at www.tradia.net. back, everyone. I'd like to take this opportunity of thanking all our guests tonight. Reverend Bob Larson and I talked about exorcisms, demonology, cults, and the occult. Glenn Sachs joined us in hour number two, hour number three. We did an open like, and our guest for these final segments tonight, Carol Dennis, and her website is www.rainbowsunlimited.com. On tomorrow night's show, I have Lieutenant Colonel Kevin Sweeney joining me. He's with the United States Air Force. Dr. Shelley Carr will be with us. Dr. William Schneed and I will continue on our second live ride-around with a police force in California. And Cal Korff will be joining us from the Czech Republic as we do another edition of Cal's Corner. Next week, we have Jean Marcoux, Deborah Lipp, Tracy Twin. Uh, John Goldhammer, Craig Hogan, Jonathan Gay, I'm sorry, Jonathan Gray, David Koenig, Rosemary Geiler, Frank Warren, Lawrence Doyle, Brad Steiger, John Holland, Travis Verge, Larry Dugan, and that's just some of the guests that we have next week here on the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. First of all, uh, Carol, thanks very much for joining us tonight. It's been a great pleasure having you. And I've got a couple of questions uh, from our listeners for you. Okay. Um, let me see. One question is, can a twin who has passed on communicate insight to the living twin?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All you have to do is ask and listen to the answers.
3: Alrighty. And another question is, is it possible that children that have had an imaginary friend could be, in fact, a twin that has passed away?
1: Absolutely. I think probably more times than not. Absolutely. You know, a a famous um single twin was Elvis.
3: That's right, yeah. Yeah,
1: and he he talked about communicating with his twin during his life. Yeah, he was. he he always talked about how apparently how it he he influenced his music and and he talked to his twin and about his twin a lot.
3: Truly interesting topic. Um so tell me, what are you up to next? Uh, are you still traveling around the United States in your uh, in your
4: motorhome?
1: No, um, gave us the motorhome um, years so ago, and um, sticking around the Safety Harbor area right now. And uh, but I do go out and do some conventions and speaking engagements here and there.
3: Well, Carol, it's been a great pleasure talking to you. I hope that we have the opportunity of speaking to you again in the future. But until we do, take care of yourself and. Um, Thanks very much for joining us tonight here in the Exxon. Well,
1: thank you for the opportunity.
3: Good night, Carol. Good night. Carol Dennis, www.rainbowsunlimited.com. Well, that's it for tonight, everyone. Another five, a fast to four hours. To my producer of Master Control in Titusville, Florida, the home of the Talkstar Radio Network Master Control and Satellite Uplink Center right across Indian River from the Cape. Well, thanks for keeping us up on those four big satellites in the sky, Galaxy 4R, Telstar 7, Aglia 2, and G3, and, of course, on talkstarradio.com, streaming audio. To my wife and senior producer, Laura Rogers, thank you, sweetheart. To my daughter, Stephanie McConnell, thanks, Steph. Great job in uh, bookings. And to Rob and Scarborough for keeping everybody in line, so to speak, at TV.com in the chat room. Thanks, Rob. And thank you, Exxon Nation, for allowing us to be part of your day or night, no matter where you are on this great big world of ours, and to our affiliates, engineers, producers, and people who work master controls. Thanks, guys. It's great being part of your affiliate network, and we'd love having you here on the Exxon. So until tomorrow night, my good friends, when once again we meet here in the Exxon, take care of each other, and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light. Good night now.
4: Take me home.